Welcome to The Drive with Josh Downs, a faith-based coaching podcast where I'll share weekly thoughts, principles, insights, and more, all designed to help you build a better self, to better love yourself, so that you can better become all you were meant to be. Hey everybody, happy Monday. Welcome to another edition of The Drive Podcast. I'm Josh Downs, and today's episode is episode 519, Daily Bread. Now, have you ever found yourself wanting something and working so hard to get it only to not have it materialize as quickly as you want it to? If you could see me now, I'd be raising my hand very high. I think if I were to ask that question, in fact, to a crowded room, just about every hand would be raised. I think this is something that we all will feel and experience multiple times in our lives. In fact, the the whole reason that I started this, or I guess the way that I started this podcast, the very first episode is based on the notion that it's the journey that is the destination. And in hopes of trying to really change our focus from getting to where it is that we want to go and just enjoying the journey to get there and recognizing that it's the journey where actually all the growth and development and those things that are probably most important in our life are experienced. We all have those destinations and when they don't quite or when we don't quite get there as quickly as what we want, it could be very, very frustrating to say the least. This really is one of the greatest frustrations I think in life to want good things, to want to get to good places, but to not have those good things and good places happen fast enough. It often leads us to asking, what is it that I need to do more What is it that I'm missing? What is it that is keeping me from accomplishing all that I want to do? What is it that I need to do to to be more successful, to feel like I'm accomplishing more of my purpose in life, to feel more fulfilled? I wanted to share a few principles on this topic today because, well, this has certainly been on my mind personally quite a bit, and I just wanted to be able to help you as I help myself in these types of situations. Maybe you've been working towards finding, I don't know, a better job or, or making more money through a new business venture. Or maybe you have a vision and, and a movement that you have hoped to create and are just struggling to get a foothold and to gain traction with it. Maybe you've been working on improving a relationship or finding a relationship that's deep and meaningful to you. Or maybe you're working hard to achieve financial success or accomplish certain health goals that you have. Increase your faith and relationship even with God while getting answers to your prayers or, and questions, or, or just wanting to live a, a more full and purposeful life by making an impact in the lives of others through a, a vision or something that you want and hope to create. And regardless of your hard work and good intentions, all of that just doesn't seem to be happening fast enough. If this is you at all uh, with what you're going through and experiencing then I'm very hopeful that the thoughts I'll share with you today will be helpful. I know that they have been to me in the past, and they certainly are to me now, as I'm still in the process of working to to start a new career as a speaker, an author, a mentor, and trying to build a, a business from the ground up. I know it can be so easy to start these kinds of things, but it's so hard to finish them. It's so easy to begin the journey, but so hard to get to the destinations that we want. And when we are focused just on the destinations, as I shared at the very beginning of this journey that that I'm on and that many of you have joined me on, uh, it can be so easy to to miss uh, the most important parts of life, which are found in the journey. 
One of the best scriptural stories that uh, I've come across to help in these moments where we want more but just can't seem to get it as fast as we want it, I think is found in the Old Testament. This has been a story that's been on my mind as of late, and this is what I wanted to share and really focus on today. It's a story where the children of Israel are on their own journey, and they have a destination that they want to get to. And they've, In fact, they've been waiting to get to that destination for thousands of years upon being freed as slaves from Egypt, and that's just to a better place. Uh, the wilderness, they didn't necessarily see as a better place. They complained about it every step along the way. They wanted to get to the promised land. And in their mind, I'm sure it was a place of prosperity and plenty and, and ease. Certainly a lot better than where it is that they've been. Um, but they just couldn't seem to get there fast enough. And so here they are making their way through the wilderness to the promised land with their eyes focused on the destination that they're trying to get to. And uh, they want to get there, which is a good thing. It's a good place. It's a good desire for them to have, but uh, certainly is not happening as quickly as, as what they would like. Well, while they're on this journey, um, one of the other desires that they had, which was a very good desire to have, is that, uh, and a very important need to have, is that they wanted something to eat. <laughs> they wanted food. They needed food, right? They needed to eat while they were journeying. And so the Lord provided for them something called manna, which was a type of bread or cracker that would appear each morning for them to eat. However, they were given very specific instructions to only collect enough for the day. Now, have you ever thought as to why that was? In fact, if they ever collected more, which I'm sure they were tempted to do because there was no real guarantee that there would be more the next day, they found that the manna would spoil It'd be covered in worms. Pretty gross. Unless they collected more on Saturday, which is what they were instructed to do in order to get them through Sunday so they wouldn't have to collect any on the Lord's Day. Now again, why this instruction? Why this method of collection? Wouldn't it have just been easier to give them, I don't know, a week's supply or a month's supply and say, okay, you got it, now focus on other things? Wouldn't it have helped them to not worry so much? about where the next day's meal was going to come from and not live in fear so much that there wouldn't be enough food the next day? Well, yeah, I think the answer is yes to all those things. It would have been, but the Lord didn't do it that way. In fact, the Lord doesn't do anything without teaching us something in it. There's always a reason for it. And I believe in this story, he is teaching us, as he was teaching them, how to approach life and getting what we want out of it. Will he provide for us? Yes, of course he will. Does he want us to have our desires and needs fulfilled? Again, yes, he will provide for us and help us in our journey, as well as help us accomplish the desires of our hearts, especially when they're good desires. But in the process, I believe he wants us to learn to trust him and to have faith in him. He wants us to learn to walk by faith instead of walking by fear. And in order for that to happen, at least with the children of Israel, they had to face the fear of not having enough while also being protected from having too much because, well, it could spoil them. I believe that that was the lesson behind the manna, which really is kind of a fine line for the Lord to, to walk with them as, as it is with us, but one that he's certainly more than capable of doing. Yet it must be incredibly frustrating for him at times to want to bless us or to bless us and then to see those blessings work against us as we begin to become spoiled from them. 
There have been so many individuals that have been corrupted or spoiled by having too much too soon. In fact, I shared a podcast, I think it was episode 82 a while back, titled The Best Financial Advice You'll Ever Get. Uh, If you haven't listened to that one, listen to it. It will change a lot of the way you look at finances. But in that episode, it, it detailed what has happened to the majority of those who've won some sort of lottery over probably about the past 10 years or so. Individuals that had suddenly come into millions of dollars from winning some kind of, again, lottery or Powerball. Um, I came across a, another example just recently in the news, which reminded me of that, that was just like all the others. And the title of this article, which really detailed this man's rise to wealth, was simply titled Left Broke. And in this article, it told the story of, of a Powerball lottery winner who took home a $27 million jackpot but after five years, was completely penniless in living in a storage shed. That $27 million was after taxes, in fact, as part of a quarter's winning of a $280 million jackpot. Can you imagine having that kind of money? In a part of the article, after accounting for all the mass purchases that he made and how quickly he lost it all, the article says, Interesting, on the same day Edwards public declared his winnings in 2001, he promised to spend the money well to create intergenerational wealth for his family. He said, you know, a lot of people, they're out of work. They don't have hardly anything. And so I didn't want to accept this money by saying, I'm going to get some mansions, I'm going to get cars, I'm going to do this and that. I would like to accept it with humility. I want this money to last for me, for my future wife, for my daughters and future generations. Some very noble aspirations and intentions, and I'm sure that they were very authentic at the time. But five years later, the fortune was gone, having spent it on everything that he vowed not to. Again, I'm sure his intentions were good, but just like getting too much manna too soon, God knew not only would the manna spoil, but so would they. And in this case, so would he. In the scriptures, one prophet points this out, having witnessed so many of God's children at that time forgetting God and his commandments in the very moment that he had blessed them, becoming spoiled by getting too much too soon, when he said, And thus we can behold how false and also the unsteadiness of the hearts of the children of men. Yea, we see that the Lord in his great infinite goodness doth bless and prosper those who put their trust in him. Yea, and we may see at the very time when he doth prosper his people, yea, in the increase of their fields, their flocks and their herds, and in gold and in silver, and in all manner of precious things of every kind, sparing their lives and delivering them out of the hands of their enemies, softening the hearts of their enemies that they should not declare wars against them, yea, and find doing all things for their welfare and happiness of his people. Yea, then is the time that they do harden their hearts and do forget the Lord their God and do trample under their feet the Holy One. Yea, and this because of their ease and their exceedingly great prosperity. Boy, when I read those scriptures, it caused me to look a little bit differently at the blessings that I felt have been being withheld. Because I really think that some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers and maybe the withholding for a time of what we want most until... We're ready to receive it. In fact, he references a pattern that he seems to use a little bit more in the blessing of his people and helping to lead us along through the wilderness in life in several other places. In one place, the Lord himself said, I will give unto the children of men line upon line. 
precept upon precept, here a little and there a little. Notice he didn't say all at once. <laughs> the Lord uses this particular pattern, not just in physical manifestations and blessings, but also in spiritual ones as well. David A. Bednar, leader of my faith, taught it this way. He said, I believe many of us unknowingly accept a faulty assumption about the Lord's pattern. And this faulty assumption then produces erroneous expectations about how we receive spiritual knowledge. And I think the same could be true about physical blessings. And that faulty assumption and our misinformed expectations ultimately hinder our ability to recognize and respond to the promptings of the Holy Ghost. Let me suggest that many of us typically assume we will receive an answer or a prompting to our earnest prayers and pleadings. We also frequently expect that such an answer or prompting will come immediately and all at once. Thus, we tend to believe the Lord will give us a big answer quickly and all at one time. However, the pattern repeatedly described in the scriptures suggests that we receive line upon line, precept upon precept, or in other words, many small answers over a period of time. Now that pattern is not an easy one to accept because we want what we want when we want it, and we want it all right away. But it's this pattern that really helps us to learn to walk by faith and keeps us safe from getting too much too soon. He taught something very similar in the Lord's Prayer and trying to teach us all the pattern for prayer and how to pray and what to ask for when he said, Give us this day our daily bread, teaching us to learn to be okay, like the children of Israel were trying to learn, living from one day to the next and trusting in the Lord's timing and process and his ability to take care of us each and every day. Or in other words, learning to walk by faith. This process is most likely happening to you in some way or another, as it's happening to me. And the sooner we can learn to let go of the destinations and trust the process and find joy in the journey that it, we're on to get there, trusting that God will help us learn to, to walk the fine line between overcoming the fear of not having enough while also protecting us from giving us too much too fast. The scripture that continues to help me the most with all of this is where the Lord taught another individual who was also looking to get a lot quickly for some very good reasons and who was a little frustrated at the speed in which things were happening and unfolding for him. A situation that, again, I think is very familiar to a lot of us. And in this situation, the Lord's counsel was simply, I will order all things for your good as fast as you are able to receive them. And that last part of that statement, that last phrase is so, so profound. I've referenced it, I think, several times. And I will continue to because I am continually trying to learn it and to probably accept it uh, and to see it for really the wonderful teaching that it is. But that last part of that statement, as fast as you are able to receive them, really changes everything. It shifts the focus from how long is it going to take for God to bless me with these things or in the way that I want to, how long is it going to take me to be ready to receive them? I really believe that this, this is how God operates. He wants to bless us. He is waiting to bless us. And what he's waiting for is us to be ready to receive them to the point where they will not spoil us or hurt us. I will order all things for your good as fast as you are able to receive them. God wants to give us as much as he can, as fast as he can. And when things aren't happening as fast as we want, it's not that he's holding out on us. 
again, as much as he is waiting on us. He won't give us more of anything until we're ready for it. As a wise parent, why would he give us something that he knows could potentially hurt us? I didn't let my girls start using scissors themselves to cut things until they were old enough that I knew that uh, they wouldn't hurt themselves with them. And even then, I probably gave them to them well before they were ready as one of my daughters decided to give a friend of theirs a haircut. And we had to explain very sternly that you don't use scissors for that reason at the age of five. And I've been very cautious about giving them full access to social media and the internet until I know that they can handle it. I know if I give them too much, too soon, too fast, it will spoil them as well. Interestingly enough, the word manna in the original Hebrew is translated as, what is it? <laughs> Which I think is very fitting as the children of Israel all must have come out of their tents on that particular morning, saw all of these pieces of bread on the ground and couldn't help but ask, what is this? What is it? Well, I love that phrase, and especially as it relates to manna and living by daily bread, because if we are to follow God's pattern and focus on living by daily bread, then the right attitude to have isn't, God, why aren't you doing more for me today? As, as much as it needs to be, God, what is it that you want me to do for you today? What is my assignment? What is it that will help prepare me to be ready to receive more? Not giving God orders, telling him what he needs to do and how to do it. Rather, God, show me the best path. Show me how to overcome this problem. Show me how to accomplish my hopes and my dreams. And most of all, help me to be patient with the process of here a little and there a little, which will get me there. Help me to see what it is from what is it. And then help me to have the faith to trust that there will be more the next day. And then the next day. And then the next day. And when I'm ready... And when you know that I'm ready and that I won't be spoiled by more, that you will bless me with it. And to know that those blessings will come as quickly as I am able to receive them. And if they're not coming as quickly as I want them, <laughs> then maybe that is one of the greatest acts of love that could be performed on my behalf from a very kind and loving father who can see so much better than we can who can see the future and can see everything that might go wrong with blessing us with too much, too fast. I hope that some of these thoughts are helpful to you in your own personal journey towards accomplishing whatever it is that you want to accomplish, to experience whatever it is that you hope to experience, to have whatever it is that you hope to have in your life, to trust that the journey that you're on will get you there, although it just may not come as quickly as what you'd like, and that that's okay. And then to maybe consider try to change our way of thinking from why is it that God is withholding this from me to what can I do to be more ready for it? And of course, instead of looking for everything all at once, to remind ourselves of the Lord's pattern in leading us along, that I will give you line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little and there a little. That to me is what it means to walk by faith and to live by daily bread. So whatever it is that you're working on, keep working on it. Keep praying for it and trust that it will come a little at a time until you're fully ready for it. I know that this is something that I'm going to work on this week and I would invite you to as well. I know that not getting what we want as quickly as we want could be incredibly frustrating and disappointing. But I also think and am starting to believe more and more 
that it is also one of the greatest acts of love that we can experience from a loving Heavenly Father that knows us better than we know ourselves. Well, thanks for listening, you guys. I hope that you have a great week. And you know what? As we all go out and practice gathering for ourselves, gathering our hopes, gathering our dreams, gathering successes and accomplishments, all the things that we want to do, let's not forget in the gathering the Lord's process for providing. That He gives us a little here, a little there, line upon line, precept upon precept. Because that's what it means to live by daily bread. And it's these little things, it's the daily bread that we're given that will eventually help us to get to where it is that we've always wanted to be. Our own personal promised land, whatever that is that you and I are working towards. Until next time, I'm Josh Downs, and you've been listening to The Drive.